Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 90. Uh, you've got Chris and Brian, and today we want to talk about mindset. Absolutely. Um, guys, we're, this is this is really like apropos of nothing, um, except for the times that we live in. Um, you know, things are a little weird right now. Uh, we're, what is today's? Today's date is the 26th or something like 25th. that. 25th of September, 26th of September. Um, uh, of the year 2020. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah an, an interesting year it's been. Um, I, I want to, the reason why I want to talk about mindset today has just a little bit to do with just general observations um, in, in our industry, things that are kicking us in the teeth every day. But then also things we're seeing in the news, uh, things we're seeing in the world, and and just throwing that reminder out there. Um, there's there's this there's this crazy dude down in Tennessee who actually happens to be a, a phenomenally genteel gentleman when you actually get to know him, um, named James Yeager, and he has his training company called Tactical Response. And Tactical Response's logoing and their 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 visual graphics that they put out there have four things that they list. The number one thing at the top of the hierarchy of the fight is mindset, then tactics, then skills, then gear or guns or whatever. Um, mindset, you will find people out there. Um, you know, I had a buddy of mine who used to joke around that a Navy SEAL would kill you with a soup spoon. You know, he doesn't need a Super G Wiz Ninja Blaster or an HK MP7 or whatever the case may be to go do work because he's got the mindset. And then has good tactics, good skills, um, and then, of course, great gear thrown in on top of that. So, you know, there's a reality check to mindset being the most important thing. If you talk to athletes who operate at a very, very high level, you will also find that they have phenomenal mindset. Um, they go into every engagement visualizing how they're going to perform and visualizing the win, not the contest and not doubting themselves and not wondering, etc., that's something that's trained. It's learned. Um, there are a few people out there who are just born with, I'm going to win no matter what, and the don't quit mentality. Um, and those people are exceptional, generally, or we really, yeah, or really, really bad guys, one or the other. They're really good at whatever it is that they do. And funny that you would say Wolfie, because I, because that was the next step on mindset, is is like talking about the, the same guys who... Um, I, I work out at a gym that I jokingly referred to as, as like an old guy gym because there's, there's half a dozen studs in there that are 50 years old or older or close. Uh, I am not one of them. Um, there are some dudes in there that are former D1 athletes. There are some guys in there that are former, if not elite athletes, near elite athletes or approaching elite athletes. And they have this mindset of, of literally just almost religiously putting the work in. And it's not a cult mentality, it's just their lifestyle. Um, their mindset is that they're going to go do something hard every morning, you know, four or five days a week so that they've gotten the hard part of the day out of the way and have done work for the day. Um, these are not even guys that are necessarily gun guys or tactical guys or guys that are geared toward personal defense or they're the, you know, the sheepdog, blah, 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 blah. They're just hard dudes who get up and do the work pretty much every day. But it's a mindset of doing the work. So I'm going to kind of run through some different resources for you guys to go to and talk about mindset specifically around the fight. Um, martial artists, people who train uh, in hand-to-hand -hand combat, folks who do jujitsu, jitsu um, folks who do different things of that nature who go out and actually 
get popped in the mouth occasionally or roll around on a mat with another dude who's trying to choke you out and get sweaty. Um, you know, those guys that you will, you will learn mindset in that environment, or you will learn that you're not made for that environment and you will egress it quickly if you are not. And that's fine. Um, you know, Clint Eastwood said a man's got to know his limitations, right? So, you know, when we talk about the fight specifically chasing down that mindset, there are some great resources. Um, and Brian and I were discussing this before the podcast in a planning session and kind of, you know, that we're coming up on the time of year where, what, what was the, was it Gothic, Gothic Serpent? Was that yeah. the actual operation? Uh, that was the overarching operation. The overarching operation, w- which the Black Hawk Down event fell under. Um, and, and the book itself is, is actually a phenomenal study in leadership. It's a phenomenal study in reacting to adversity. It's a phenomenal study in why RSF guys, um, and not, not uh, maybe not why, but how actually incredibly badass they actually are how not how just these guys have no quit um one of one of the guys that i work out with uh is is fond of saying and he's a former sf dude is fond of saying hey there's no kill switch on awesome um that's the the book really highlights the differential between the dudes who have the never 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 say die mentality and then some leadership troops on the other side of the coin who basically just kind of curled up into a little ball and didn't know which way to go when things went sideways. Um, if, you know, if you can find, you know, finding a copy of Blackhawk Down is probably not real hard. Finding it online really, is not hard at yeah, all. It's really easy. Really easy. Super popular book. Um, and, and Brian brought that up and it just, it just really sticks out as one of those things. I haven't read it in years, but I remember there being that mentality around a couple of the guys, especially some of our Medal of Honor winners. Um, Shugart. Gordon. Yep. And Gordon, um, two dudes, you know, no, there's, there's, again, no kill switch on awesome there. So um, would definitely say that would be a great a book to read. Um, Paul Howe, former Master Sergeant. Um, he was there. Yeah, Special Forces guy who was involved in that event, um, but has also had a training company post, you know, that event for years and post his military service um, and trains people at a very high level. Yeah, combat shooting and tactics down in Nagaduchas, Texas. Okay. And, and Paul, Paul does a, I think it's a Paneo Productions, uh, you were saying? Paneo yeah, Productions. on yeah. uh, mindset. Be aware there is some rather graphic content in that yeah. video. Yeah. Um, d- yeah. Yeah. Now that you say that, now I know specifically which one you're talking about. Um, but again, a, a, a really, really good primer on where you, where your head needs to be, where you need to go in certain situations to push through. Um, tactical response in their basic fighting pistol class. <clears throat> um, Jaeger or you know James or whoever's teaching the class, they have a really, really, really good mindset lecture. And they talk about you know, they, they, there's like the mama bear mentality. You have that, that you know, the mom out there who's not sure if she wants to learn how to carry a gun, learn how to use a gun because of the safety concerns around having firearms in the house around the kids. Um, but then you have a conversation around, well, if if, some, if a bad guy decides to come into your home, that in knowing you're there, that bad guy decides to come in your home, he's not there to do you any good. And there's this reality check around how the mentality changes when well, I just don't know if I could use deadly force to defend myself. That's fine. You're not. You're defending your kids. So forget about you. What are you going to do to stop the bad guy so he doesn't hurt your kids? Boy, that changes the conversation significantly, especially for a lot of moms and, and a lot of a lot of ladies out there who are into self-defense. 
they're not necessarily into self-defense for themselves. They're into self-defense for their family because they're looking at the craziness around them and going, okay, maybe I might actually be the last line of defense if, you know, if you view the husband as the protector, but he's out of the home for a job 40 plus hours a week, then where do you go from there? So, you know, you find mindset wherever it is you need to find mindset, but there are some phenomenal resources that you, you know, books you can read, um, you know, that are out there. Um, I'll also throw out a, a book that I just read, um, Violence of the Mind, Varg Freeborn. Yeah. Um, again, uh, it, it's, it's going to shove some stuff down your throat if you're not somebody who comes from a, a military background, a law enforcement background, or somebody who comes from a, just a defensive training background in general. Um, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shove some stuff down your throat, hold your mouth shut, and make you chew and swallow. Um, really, really good book in, in that regard. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of resources out there along those lines and, and you literally could do a Google search on, you know, books on defensive mindset, books on violence, etc., and, and find some good stuff. Um, but it, it's out there. So that's specifically with your head wrapped around the fight. Um, you're going to have to find that for yourself. I don't think anybody else can hand that to you, but they can hand you the path to walk down to see if you can find it in your journey, I guess would be the best way to say that yeah. for me. Um, back to Wolfie, back to <laughs> mindset around doing work every day. Um, you know, not everybody can make it to the range or the dojo every single day to go do, um, you know, some kind of true martial training, whether that's a firearm, whether that's hands-on stuff or something along those lines. Um, having said that, there's no reason that you can't do PT um, during times of COVID, during times of unusual, um, you know, okay, so you can't go to the gym right now. Uh, okay, that's fine. Go, go snag a kettlebell. Go to Rogue. Rogue's right here in Central Ohio. Um, you know, go online and buy yeah. a kettlebell. Um, or for God's sakes, you know. Like just put, put a bunch of weight in a book bag or a backpack. Exactly. And swing it around. No, it's like an idiot. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, so, you know, doing PT, you know, get, getting up and doing something. Um, I, I think that a lot of folks who who maybe aren't gym rats think of, you know, you hear about, you, you have, you know, we had the joke about um, a, a Navy SEAL, a CrossFitter, an engineer, and, oh, and a vegan go into a bar. How do you know? Well, they all freaking tell you, right? You've all got that CrossFit buddy who, who just can't shut up about the wad. Oh, today's wad was this. We did Fran. We did Helen. And it sounds like a sex addict um, who joined a gym somewhere, but those are all actually workouts. Um, you know, but the reality check is it, it doesn't have to be um, – puking in the hostas in front of the gym because somebody's flogging you to death um, in a workout that you're never going to want to go do again. It can literally be just getting up and going for a walk for a half an hour. It can be 20 to 30 minutes of elevated heart rate a day. The funny thing about that is what you'll find is once you start doing that on a consistent basis, you will find yourself wanting to do more and likely challenge yourself to do some different things. Uh, one of the groups of guys that we shoot with on a regular basis, we recently kind of kind of flogged everybody a little bit on a combination malfunction slash elevated heart rate PT effort um, that went 20 minutes per iteration with there were kettlebells involved. Uh, there were copious amounts of sweat involved. Yes. Um, there were probably a few blisters, a little bit of bleeding. There were a lot of malfunctions cleared. There were a lot of targets shot as well through 20 minutes of getting beat on with kettlebells, push-ups, sprints, chin-ups, whatever you chose to do. Um, Nobody died. 
it was 20 minutes of really hard work. Nobody died. And almost everyone at the end of it said, okay, probably one of the best training iterations we've done in a while. Um, you know, getting out and doing something for 20 minutes, a half an hour or an hour, or heaven forbid, going and doing a go ruck event, you know, that's a half a day or something like that, or just throwing on a, a day pack with what you need to survive overnight in the woods and going down to Hocking Hills and going for a hike for yeah. the day. Um, you know, avail yourself of what you have locally. Um, it, it doesn't have to be in the gym with a bunch of expensive equipment, a bunch of, you know, or, or quite honestly, equipment you don't know how to use, you might hurt yourself with. Um, you can figure out how to put a backpack on and go for a walk. It's pretty easy. People have been doing it for millennia. Um, honestly, so, that's probably a much more functional and useful activity absolutely. than doing what looks like a workout from 1983 in muscle and fitness. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the guys that I follow uh, on Instagram, um, Nub Gunner, Nubs, uh, uh, Anson was actually lived here in Central Ohio for a while. He is a, a disabled Marine vet, combat disabled Marine vet. Um, and just got back into doing kind of the rucking, throwing on his gear and going out and putting three to five miles in. And, and that started off as just going out and rucking, going out and doing that 18 minute mile. Um, th this is a dude who's been there and done it and, and then got jacked up pretty bad doing it and refuses to quit. Um, hard as woodpecker lips and just a good dude to boot. Um, you know, th this guy's pretty beat up and throws on his gear and goes and does it anyway. And he's doing it every freaking day. Uh, pretty cool motivation for me. Um, yeah. Kind of made me drag some gear out and blow the dust off that I hadn't used in a while. Um, seeing seeing Anson go at it, so um, you know that that's kind of that find find that motivation where you will to go do the PT. Um, anything to add to PT other than just go do something? Yeah, I mean, do something. Make it what we call functional. So movements you're going to use in the real world, be that squatting, lunging. Um, picking something up off the ground, picking yourself up off the ground, yeah. um, raising things overhead, um, carrying things from one place to another. Yep. Um, yeah, like I said, if or, or motivating, literally motivating your carcass from one location yeah. to another. You know, if your your idea of a workout is what you did for football in high school, or you know what was in Muscle and Fitness magazine in 1974, um, like that. That makes cool-looking muscles for bodybuilders, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily make you functional to do shit in the real world. Absolutely. Um, and, and you can also, so quick note, Google agility workouts, footwork, the ability to move quickly, the ability to move rapidly, um, said the slow guy. Um, yeah. You know, the ability to, 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 again, move your carcass quickly from one place to another may become a critical skill at some point in your life, um, and it all starts from the ground up. So yeah, a quick primer on this stuff would be Pat McNamara's combat strength training. Um, he's got a like a forty-page. I don't want to call it more of a pamphlet than a book. Yep. But it kind of runs over you know a variety of functional movements that you can do with a minimal amount of gear. Movement on the transverse plane. Um, yeah, right, and then help. kind of trying to work on both strength, power, or all through all combination of strength, power, um, quickness, or agility. And then also endurance. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, a guy that, you know, operated at the highest levels um, and then, you know, has gone through something like 20 different surgeries, has two completely rebuilt ankles, um, <clears throat> knees, arm, bicep, shoulder, um, and still gets after it, you know, every day being north of 50. Yeah. Yeah. 54, 53, 54 years old, something yeah. like that. Um, the dude's ripped. 
and can move. Um, it's pretty impressive, honestly, to watch him run. Some of the, if you watch the videos, uh, some of the stuff, just watch them do a 40-yard sprint. It's like, good God, that old dude can stretch those legs. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to watch. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, the, the PT, here, here endeth the sermon on PT. Um, go out and do something. Um, the other part of that would be the, the training aspect, the part that, you know, that the gun guys tend to kind of nerd out on a little bit is actual firearms training or, or hand-to-hand if you're a hand-to-hand guy, going to the dojo and doing whatever kind of work there too. Um, going, going to a jiu-jitsu gym, um, you, you wear a shirt under your gi called a rash guard um, because you're rubbing up against things and people or people are pushing you into things like the ground um, really hard for maybe an hour or more at a time. Um, it, it, some people think that's fun. Uh, they're usually called MMA fighters, um, and that's what they train. So they've convinced themselves that's an entertaining thing to do for an hour or two a day. Um, they're crazy, but that's all right. So are wrestlers. Um, there's a reality checker. So, so, you know, get out and do the training, you know, what the gun stuff's fun. Um, the, if you're, if, if the gun stuff is all fun to you, then maybe you're not doing the things you should be doing, which would be working your goats. Um, if you've got things with the gun, going out and finding what you suck at and then doing those things can sometimes not be fun until you've done it enough that you get good at those things too. So, you know, training with the gun, um, training tactics. Sometimes training tactics sucks. Going out and doing um, Sims-based stuff or going and taking a, uh, C, the, what is the ECQC class from South, South Narc. Uh, from Craig Douglas. Um, brutal class. Everybody walks away from that class exhausted at the end of all three days. Like bruised. Bruised. Many welts. Yeah, beat up, some, often bleeding. Um, a lot of folks end up with a scar or two from that class. Um, having said that, probably some of the best training you'll ever get, and you have to have the mentality that you have to earn it. Um, I'm not going to go like full-on Roman legion, this is Sparta, got to have the scars for it kind of thing. But there's a reality check to going to the range and shooting your gun may or may not be training. Um, figure out what the training aspect of it is, you know, that you want to do. Set some metrics, try and get better at them. But find the stuff that you suck at and do that. Um, we talk a lot about B8 targets at distances and running drills for accuracy um, and holding yourself accountable. That's a mindset game in the training aspect of things. And when you look at your target and you're embarrassed by it, or you look at your target and you're really disappointed in yourself by it, because you know if you're embarrassed by it, then that's an, that's an external driver. If you look at your target and you're really frustrated with yourself because you know that you haven't put in the work, maybe that's where your mindset begins on the range. So use, again, whatever motivator you need to motivate yourself there too. Yeah. You know, so um, kind of common theme spilling through from point to point to point to point. Um, I'm going to throw out preparation. Um, there is a mindset aspect to preparation. Um, if you are trying to allocate funds appropriately and you find yourself buying the newest, shiniest g widget um, with money that could have gone toward, sorry, 50 to 60 cent around 9 millimeter that will actually allow you to train um, and you should have bought the ammo, maybe you should have bought the ammo. Um, your mindset can be around the decisions that you make on a daily basis. Um, it's super convenient and super easy to put yourself on autopilot and take the same route to work every day. Um, but in your everyday life, from a preparation standpoint and a planning standpoint, do you have mobile routes that you use to drive back and forth to work? Not because um, the, the KGB is following you, man. Maybe they are. Who knows? You know, Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. 
Um, but, you know, just that mentality around understanding you have different routes. Well, you know, it just may be a day where there's a, a, a train wreck on one of those routes and you need to have route B ready to go. It's a lot less frustrating if you know route B well. So it's going through the preparation mentality, whether it's around gun ownership, your day to day life, whether it's around the gear that you have in your vehicle. Um, you know, did you ever take the time to set that second kit up and put it in your spouse's car? Um, cause it'll be one of those things where, you know, maybe that person or your kids cars, you know, maybe they're not as trained up on it as you'd like because they're more interested in, you know, the girl next door or whatever sports going on that season. But if the bag's in the car and you get the phone call from a panicked kid, um, Hey, everything's in the car you need. You know, I know it's 10 degrees outside, but there's gear there. Get it out, get, you know, get going. We've done this. We've been there. Uh, but there's a mentality around preparation where, um, once things cook off, 2020 rears its ugly head, yeah. and you can't get ammo, you can't get that gun, but yet you own, um, you know, 14 new trap guns or, you know, three hunting bows setups or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just what are you spending the money on from a preparation perspective? Are you spending money toward things that actually matter? And that's not to say that you can't have a life and go buy cool G-Gulls and widgets too. But there's a responsibility aspect to it of having your house in order when it comes to having enough ammo to train with. How many people have we heard say, oh, well, I'm not going to do any, sh any more shooting for a while um, because ammo, because to replace that ammo is too expensive. Or I don't have any ammo because I shot it all up and it's too expensive to buy yeah. more. Um, you know, there's, there's got to be a little bit of mental gymnastics to convince yourself that's the right thing to do when the reality check is you need to keep the, the knife sharp. And you keep the knife sharp by sharpening it by doing yeah. the work by training practicing etc uh i know you know, dry fire training uh, so we're talking about 2020 and the lack of ammo uh -huh. availability um dry fire training is one of those mindset things um of willing to put in the work with the gun yeah you know every day or yeah. multiple times a week even when you can't get to the range um quality dry fire training really does make a difference absolutely um keeps you fresh in how to run the gun how to get the gun out of the holster um, if you're running a rifle, you know how to manipulate it um, with with ease and how to rapidly keep it engaged. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's really no excuse not to do regular dry fire training. Yeah, and it's interesting too. You know, one of the things that if you if you talk to folks who, um, I mentioned bow hunting previously, talk to folks who are into archery and bow hunt, um, they'll tell you that they may shoot a lot of arrows over the summer, but when they're coming up on deer season, they may back off to one or two or three shots a day. Um, you know, they may literally, before they leave for work in the morning, step out on the back porch or the back deck and fire that one arrow at the target. Um, when they get home from work, they may get out of the car. They may grab the ball off the wall in the garage and step out back and fire that one arrow when they get home from work. And then they may wait till it's almost dark out or it's different light and step out that evening and fire one arrow then before they go to bed too. And that, it, so from a dry fire perspective, um, we talked to a lot of really switched on law enforcement officers who, before they go on shift every day, literally they'll grab their gun, they're doing their function check on their stuff, they're making sure everything's ready to rock and roll. They'll clear that weapon, put the ammo away, go someplace safe, and they will do three to five, maybe ten draw strokes from a from their you know double triple retention holster, and they'll run through you know three, five, ten, whatever draw strokes before every shift. Or maybe they only do it once a week, but they do it 10 times at the beginning of the week. Um, whatever that routine is, that's mindset. That is preparing for the fight, um, you know, by doing that kind of work. So, you know, it, again, none of this stuff's rocket surgery. None of this stuff is actually 
you know, all consuming from a time perspective. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, it's just the things that you can do on a daily basis. You create habits and those habits are what will create success down the road. So, you know, mindset, you know, just kind of preaching on a little bit. Um, anything you want to add? Because I'm the, the last thing I'm going to leave with for me in this conversation is the, the reality check is you in the in the newsletters you send out on a, on a regular basis. We talk about being a citizen, own a rifle, yeah. know how to use it to me. All these things are part of being a citizen. Um, the, the folks, you know, the folks who founded this country, you know, 300 years ago were, were hard people. They may didn't, maybe didn't go to gym to, to the gym to exercise, to. but they did work every day. When you split firewood to heat your heat the cabin um, or the when house or whatever, built the cabin for yeah, logs. Or, exactly, yeah. You know, when you built the cabin with an axe, um, you know, the reality check is that you know you did PT whether you liked it or not. It was called being a farmer. Um, but they, they had the tools and they knew how to use them and they took it seriously and they had to have a mindset to survive because they were truly in a world that was significantly less forgiving than the one we're in today. Um, so, you know, maybe it's a little bit of, if telling yourself, you, you know, this is what you need to do to be a citizen, to do the work, then maybe that's a little motivate you too. And that's kind of one of the things that pops, creeps into my little pea brain when I'm thinking, man, 5:30 sucks getting up. I really don't want to go to the gym. Think, well, you know, I need to go do the work. Um, you know, I need to go do the work because I need to go do the work for the work's sake. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I, I can, again, here into the sermon, I can stop beating on mindset with that. Um, lots of places to find good information on mindset, lots of places to find some good lectures, lots of instructors who start off fundamental defensive classes with safety lectures and mindset lectures, um, find out who they are and avail yourself of those folks, get some training, get, you know. Get, get preached at a little bit. Yeah. Um, just to run through all those things again, mm-hmm. uh, so they're kind of in one place. Yeah. Um, the book Black Hawk Down by Mark Bowden. Um, phenomenal, again, phenomenal study in leadership um, between the, the D-Boys and the Rangers, uh, especially at the officer level. Um, yeah, Paul Howe, um, his book, Leadership and Training for the Fight. Um, it's a little bit LE-centric, but phenomenal book yeah. on um, mindset. And then his mindset lecture on Pantio Productions. Um, be aware there are some fairly graphic scenes. Don't watch this one with small children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pat McNamara, um, Combat, or uh, was it T Max? Yeah, there you go. Um, and his uh, Combat Strength Training Program. Um, also, the University of Badassery podcast that he does with yeah. CJ Ortiz. Um, a lot of really good stuff on that. Yeah, so side note with the T-Max stuff, too. Um, follow Pat on Instagram. He puts out, he shows what he's doing as a workout a couple days a week. And literally, if you took those few movements that he showed in a 30-second Instagram video and you went through rounds of 10 reps each for 20 minutes, A, you'd be smoked, and B, you'd be better for it. Absolutely. Just by watching Instagram, for God's sakes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, his book, Pat Max's book, um, Sentinel, um, is phenomenal. I think the ebook copy of it is like $3.00. Yeah. Um, get it, read it, um, goes over a whole bunch of stuff um, just to make it as a daily habit and routine um, as part of your mindset. Yep. Um, trying to think who else would be in there. There's there's too many to yeah. list. There's like I said, there's there's just there are too many good books out there on uh, on mindset, on you know, on strength training, on you know, combat fitness. And different things of that nature. There's there's 110 billion. So I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, the Varg Freeborn book I thought was really solid. 
Um, there's a few other books on violence and mindset out there that are escaping me right now. Um, Rory Miller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, gift, from the gift of fear um, is another good Gavin one too. DeBecker. Yeah. Gavin DeBecker, the gift of fear. Um, you know, there's, there's some really good books on there out there on mindset. And, and then I would also say if, if you are more into the athletics or you're more into competition athletics might be chasing down, you know, some of the visual visualization of mindset books from some high level athletes who are putting out that kind of content too. chase it down wherever you need to chase it down. Cause it's, it's all applicable. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple more notes on that. Um, ben Bergeron, the, the owner and main coach at CrossFit New England, has a very good um, thing on mental toughness, which is kind of called the athletic side of mindset. Uh-huh. Um, well worth doing. He's got, a, I think, a TED Talk video on that. Yes. Uh, and then um, lastly, recently, um, John McPhee, the sheriff of Baghdad, has done some interviews with Greg Thompson, who he basically as a civilian contractor runs the SOC P program for hand to hand stuff, um, for SF, um, some phenomenal, um, podcasts on that. Cool. That are, are very much mindset, hand to hand fitness, um, whatnot based. Um, so check those out and yeah, come and see us at the store. Um, we're happy to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, you can find us in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 cemetery road right in front of the Aldi's and right next to Louis Fusion Grill. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram as long as they let us stick around. <laughs> uh, we post you know, links to this kind of stuff on Facebook um, when we come across it. And then we're also trying to use those avenues as kind of a real-time, hey, this is the cool new thing we got in. Um, and then we do an email newsletter once a week where, again, we talk about mindset, training, other kind of stuff, along with letting you know what's going on in the store. Um, you can sign up for those for the newsletter on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com, and we would be happy to add you to the newsletter list. Um, yeah, and then check us out on the web, capcityoutfitters.com. You can find all kinds of useful information on the website, such as um, how to do an FFL transfer uh, or... Um, how to get a silencer slash suppressor um, through our storefront on silencershop.com. Lastly, please note we are still running COVID hours um, 10 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday due to mini mics, uh, tyrannical decrees. Um, And we're also limiting it to four customers in the store at a time so everyone can properly social distance. Uh, We hope we will see you soon. Come join us for a protest.